Hi, this is Dr. Kimberly Leonard. You're listening to Incredible Life Creator Podcast. My guest today is Dr. Brenda Montecalvo. Hey, Brenda. Hi, thank you for the invitation, Dr. Leonard. This is great. I'm so excited to talk to you again and have the opportunity to share a great message with your audiences. Yes, and we're happy to have you here. And I just wanted to read your um, bio so people know a little bit about you. Thank you. So Dr. Brenda Montecavo is a wife, mom, speaker, author, and vision coach, and she's excited to transform lives by using visual secrets so people of all ages can see more for better vision than be and do more for better life and have time to give more, therefore, thereby creating a better world. She has provided primary care optometry to patients in successful cutting-edge private practice setting for over 35 years and is the author of the new book, Visual Secrets for School Success. She also has a, a Facebook page uh, called Vision Aces. So, <laughs> Dr. Monacava, why don't you um, start out by telling us a little bit about you? Because I know your, your family has a history in this business. Well, thank you, thank you. Um, yes, I started adjusting my very first pair of glasses when I was nine years old. And the way I could do that is my mom had her optometric practice in her um, a house. And she, my father passed when I was 16. So she raised all four of us all by herself and helped put us through college. And she's an optometrist. She graduated in 1945. She actually worked, was in her 70th year of practice when she retired. And she loved optometry every moment. She always talks about going back and working every moment she was uh, up and, and awake. She wanted to be doing optometry. She really enjoyed doing it. And I really was inspired by how much she knew about vision and how her successes were so inspiring. Every day you go in the office and kids are getting better. They're getting better grades. Their eyes are they're seeing better and using their vision more efficiently. And so uh, it's always been around. When I was a little girl, when I was five years old, I remember meeting my first male optometrist. And I asked my mom, I said, what's wrong with him? Why is he a boy? Because all optometrists are girls. Because <laughs> she was a girl. <laughs> and so, uh, so she inspired me, and, and I followed her footsteps. And I even have my own daughter, who's graduating in just a few weeks May, May, for May 2nd. And her name's Natalie, and she's going to be an optometrist, too. And this is the year of vision 2020. And so we're excited. And, and she's going to come work with me in my practice for about a year. And then we'll see how that goes and, and see where she t that takes her. So we've had it in our life growing up for a long time. Yes. And now you do more than what a general family practitioner does. You, you yes, have a practice I do. that does a lot of different things and helps people with all different conditions and problems coming in. Do you want to expand on that so people know what you actually do besides glasses and contacts? So um, I think that uh, a big part is understanding the difference between eyesight and vision. And I was asked actually in another little interview recently, so can you define vision in a short sentence? You know, and I've challenged others to say it and so I started thinking about it real hard and really um, vision is gives meaning to what you see so what you see is the eyesight 2020 and everybody goes out and say yep I see, I see clear my eyes feel fine and very often don't get an eye exam and we know as optometrists that 
if you have good healthy eyes, 20-20 eyesight, it doesn't rule out all the major eye diseases that rob you of your sight. So what I do is I help people use their visual skills that are beyond 2020. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, how the eyes move, visual motor, tracking, focusing, teaming, uh, what you think about what you see. If you look at a bunch of words on a piece of paper, can you visually see them? Can you remember them later on? That's comprehension. So my job is, is to specialize in something called optometric vision therapy. And we use that to help develop the many visual skills, which there are at least 20, to help them do better in life, to do better in school, to do better performance on, uh, for sports, but also uh, on the job. So even as an adult, we can help people of any age. And I have some of my oldest patients are in their 80s and 90s. And uh, the aging brain, we, the optometrist that specializes in vision therapy can be a very uh, huge avenue for individuals that are afraid that they're losing their memory or they're not as coordinated and their, their balance is off. So optometry, it plays a huge role and we need to improve the public awareness of optometry's role. Uh, and not only learning, but helping guide people have a high quality of life from cradle to grave. Yes, and you talked about all the different visual skills. So um, I know most people go to their eye doctor, they get their vision checked, they get the health of their eyes checked, and then they go home with their glasses or contacts. But mm -hmm. you're talking about doing something else. So how do you train these visual skills? So I, I, a long time ago, um, had, I think it's probably my kids were in Montessori school and then we moved out here to the country and I had been using a lot of these ideas to help kids improve learning. Well, my kids went to a public school out here cause there's no Montessori. So they come home, you know, they're complaining. They have to wear shoes. Now they have to sit in hard chairs. Uh, they have homework at Montessori. We didn't have it. So all night, our, you know, our family life was trying to figure out all the things they had to do. And so I decided I'm going to help them use their vision more efficiently so they can read faster. So if your eyes move faster, you can read the information quicker. And then how to use your brain, eye brain process, to remember what you've read. And then I taught them how to learn their spelling words in just a few minutes by using what we call visual secrets now. And for math, uh, we taught them how to do a lot of math in their head and how to memorize things in a short period of time. Cursive handwriting, you know, at Montessori, they really didn't work hard on making sure it was nice and neat, but I knew that it's a part of setting a good impression. Like if you apply for a job, I tell my audiences, the kids are in the audience, I said, you know, if you apply for a job at my office and you have very sloppy handwriting or you misspell a word, that's going to hurt your ability to get the job. And so it's the way that, that you can set an impression at any age. You know, if you write a thank you note as an adult and you misspell something or it's all, it's not very nicely knit, the person's going to think, even though it's not primary research and it's really not true, but they're going to think less of your ability to be well organized and of your intelligence, even though research shows it's not correlated. But you want to have the best opportunity to be given the benefit of the doubt and be as successful as you can be. Exactly. Yes. And, um, so you've been in practice for 40 years? I graduated in um, 1985. So 35 years, I think that 35 is. Years. <laughs> so, yeah. 35 years. Yeah. But yeah, I tell people, you know, really, 
I, I've really been involved. I did vision therapy for my mom. I helped in the different areas of the office. So I probably have a good 50 years of experience of knowing even how to run a business, right? So when I opened uh, my practice, I moved here to Ohio with my husband, who's a, an F-16 fighter pilot. And uh, he had just gotten out of the military and he wanted to um, be in the guard or the reserves. And so we, this, there's not a lot of them. So this is where we moved to be able to be able to be competitive, to be able to get in the squadron. And uh, so I opened Colt. I didn't know anybody here. And I opened my own business. And because of what I learned working for my mom, that I was able to be out of the red in three months and completely have everything paid off in nine months. Wow. So we were... So we got, we got successful really quick, but I mean, I was very conservative about how we spent money and, you know, tried to motivate staff and things like that. So I tell people when they start a business, you know, like I, I think I just mentioned that is that, um, you know, it's really great if you can work in the type of business that you want to eventually have, because it teaches you so much. And that's why I think that that was easy for me. Cause I can see things that, that people make a decision. On. I was like, well, that stock or because of this, this or this or recalls getting people back in or promoting yourself uh, to other individuals and marketing and things like that. So I watched my mom do that for years and years and years. So it was a great training program for me. Yes. Yes. And it's so important to do something that you love doing and that you're just inspired to do. Cause like your mom, she said, did you say 70 years? She practiced for 70 years. She, uh, she went to optometry school way back when during the war. And then they went through the summers like they, they do now too. And so she graduated in 1945. And she legally was supposed to wait till she was 21 to start because she was a very bright young lady. So she was kind of ahead of her time. And there was uh, three women in her class that was including her. And so, um, so the reason they went all year round, so they went and take the men to, to the war. And so when she graduated, she started practicing at age 20. And she was um, in her 90th year. So 20 minus 90 minus 20 is 70 years. And um, like I said, she worked every day. She got up excited to go to work. Uh, she couldn't wait to get down to the office. And she went to the meeting. She loved going to all the meetings and talking to people. Uh, she just really loved changing lives, and she did. She changed hundreds and hundreds of lives. Even today, people will call me from the, around the country and say, you know, this person was a patient of your mom's when they were little, and that is so exciting to hear, and they, they just, you know, sing her praises about all the cr great things she did and how that she changed their life, really changed their life. Yeah, yeah. So um, how do people know if their visual skills are good or not. So, yeah, it's yeah like, that's an important thing. So, you know, I wrote my book, Visual Secrets for School Success, and I was very, very strongly adamant that my book was not going to replace an eye exam. It's not going to replace optometric vision therapy because I feel very strongly that the optometrist is well-skilled and licensed and certified to be able to give you the care that you need to be sure you can gain these skills in the shortest amount of time possible because time is important. You don't want to waste time you want to, and you want to have, make it fun and interesting. There's no other profession in the world that can do what optometry can do for learning. 
we understand lenses, physiology, health, biology. We have all of these programs in, the, in our, our education process. We put that all together to help individuals be successful. And so, you know, you need to have a really good eye exam before you get started. And in my book, in the back of the book, there's an appendices, and you can take a Q&A of about 12 questions and take that with you to an eye doctor. And you can ask questions like, you know, are you going to put drops in my eyes before you do the exam? Because you cannot do any testing that involves vision and learning if you have drops in your eyes. I think it's a very important part of the exam, but we do that at the end so I know how their eyes work without putting the drops in. One person once said, can you imagine going to the heart doctor and he has to paralyze your heart to see if it works? So putting drops in your eyes is like paralyzing your eyes to focus up close. How will I know if you, your eyes move well when you're reading if your eyes are paralyzed? You can't. And so it's very important. Some of the visual skills that we look at are how your eyes look, how they move, how they shift back and forth, whether they focus from the chalkboard to the close and back and forth easily, and then how the eyes team. So if your eyes don't team right, you can overestimate where things are. So those of you that might be golfing, if you have one kind of vision problem, you will putt long. If you have a different kind of vision problem, you will putt short. Yet you've passed your 2020 eyesight exam. And so the other thing that people don't realize <clears throat> is maybe those problems are okay and not an issue. But then when you try to remember something, so you sound a word out on page one, it doesn't go into the visual dictionary, which is in the mid-temporal of the brain, and it doesn't stay there. So when you get to page three, you have to sound it out again. And that means your visual memory is not connecting with what you're seeing. And that's a visual thinking skill. So there's three main areas, visual motor, visual sensory, and visual thinking. And each one has lots of components to it. And each one's equally important. One's more about thinking, One's more about what you feel about what you see, and the other is more about looking. And all three are critical. Dr. Arnold Gazelle, a pediatrician, wrote a book on that many years ago, studied thousands of children and babies about understanding those systems. And that's how we make a difference. We make sure we look at all the parts, not just the sensory, which is eyesight. We look at how the eyes move and how the eye brain thinks. Wow, so I'm kind of excited to find out what's in that book. What, there's secrets. There's secrets in that book. Yes. So I always tell the kids, I said, don't tell your classmates. You're going to be able to learn your spelling habits much faster. So I, I, being a mom of three, I remember when we were driving everywhere in the van, we would spend a lot of time in the car trying to get to places, right? You drive to the practice, you drive to the church, you drive here. So some of my things that I put together in here, they can actually do in the car. So a little exam, there's, so there's five chapters on the subjects. It's visual secrets for math, spelling, reading, handwriting or, or uh, penmanship, and then a composition. So there's five areas, spelling, math, reading, writing, um, spelling, math, reading, writing, and uh, uh, handwriting from penmanship. So each one talks about different visual skills. And each one coaches parents on how to coach kids. So we're really big on telling you, asking how you can do something rather telling you. And that's important for all sorts of, of programs of coaching, getting them to feel better about themselves. So each chapter takes you through those pieces. 
At the beginning of the book, though, it sets the stage. We talk about breathing and posture and oxygen and water and how important drinking and diet and minimal digital devices are and making sure you have the right environment. Then we take you through those different steps, 12 weeks of step-by-step, -step, 15 minutes a day, so it doesn't take forever, to do a few activities to begin developing visual skills or bridging them. You have the skills, but you don't know how to use them. You got habits in the way, and, you're not, and so it bridges it over, uses those skills, making sure you're as efficient as you can be. And at the end, it talks about, okay, now you're ready. And the reason I do this is I think it's very important. We want time for fun friends and family. We don't want learning to take forever. And so your self-esteem is affected when you have to spend all day doing homework. You don't feel good about yourself. You know, you get F's on your crate, your papers. It's such a sad thing. You can't go out for recess, can't play with your friends. So um, that's rough on kids. They take that into adulthood. That affects how they feel about themselves all their life. So the end of the book talks about how you can now change how you use your time, using it wisely, so you can gain the goals that you've always wanted to be able to do. It talks about organizing your space how can little ideas on how to do that it talks about how do you motivate your kids with different sayings you might put in their lunchbox to help them feel better about themselves so it's a real positive ending so they can take that and uh one of my um, mottos is better vision better life better world and i truly believe that if i can help people use their vision more efficiently they're going to have a better life and when people have better lives, they're willing to go out and give more to others, which makes a better world. And I think that'll change the world. This, this, this book can change our world. Yeah, I definitely believe that. Um, as many of, of, of you know, I am in the same profession as Dr. Brenda Montecavo. And it's just amazing to see, uh, uh, especially a, a child come in and I've seen it over and over where they come in and they're looking down at the ground. They're looking at, down at the ground because they're not feeling good about themselves. And they start doing these special secret activities. <laughs> and as they go through them, you see them coming in with their face up, bright, smiling. They're feeling good about themselves and they start doing things that they never would initiate in the past. And yep. it's, it's exponentially better. It's not just that they, they go through these steps and then they're better and it just stops. It, it exponentially, just like an angle, just goes out and they just blossom. Yeah, their whole face changes. You can tell, like when they come in for their progress checks, you know when you've made it, when all of a sudden the face looks totally different. You know, and it's, it's hard to even put your finger on it because before it's almost dreary and down and... And now they're up and bright and they're answering your questions and they're interacting with the world and, and life's just better and it, and it just snowballs. And the cool thing about vision therapy is once your vision's good, it just keeps getting better. What I found that when you have a child that's really bright and hasn't learned easily, they have a lot of splinter skills in the way. An example would be they use L for left. This interferes with their ability to develop laterality and directionality so they still reverse letters so in their adulthood they're still like using l for left so they ne never develop organization and visual space which is so important for everything we do
So that's a splinter skill that my activities help override. Yeah, and so important for learning reading and yep. developing and complex uh, yeah, things. So yeah, awesome. So now you do have a Facebook page where people can connect with you. I do, and it's available to any type of group, uh, educators, all health professionals, parents, students of any age. It's called Vision Aces. And our goal is to help change and improve public awareness of optometry's role in learning. And we have 1,400 members, and I used it to help springboard my book, to try to get my book out there to help, help more people, because that's why I wrote it. I want to help more people, because I'm 61. I'm not going to be here forever. But my ideas, I think, can really help individuals and students for a long time after I'm gone. And so I want to help teach other people how to use these ideas. And so that's why I wrote the book. And um, I talked about doing it for 20 years, and I finally did it. Helps to turn 60. Uh, and so, yeah, we want to be able to help a lot of people get that information out there. Yeah. And um, where can people get the book? So if you go to my website, uh, www.brendamontecalvo.com. And I've just uh, decided today that I will be able to sign your book virtually. So that means um, if you, uh, you know, I'm going to do a virtual book signing. And even if you do buy the book and you can't get onto the book signing virtual thing, uh, you send me a verification that you purchased it from Amazon. So if you go on my website, there's an Amazon link right there. And uh, I will send you... Uh, a signed sticker for your book and they'll have your name on it from me and everything like that and that way you can can get it that through the website on the bottom of that first set of pages it's it's also available in all bookstores uh, Barnes and Nobles all the different ones out there Amazon uh, it's uh, available lots of different avenues of, of books and so I know when you google the visual secrets for school success it comes up all over the place okay Great. So easy to find. Yep. And you know, this, this show is all about how to create a happy life, like visualizing happiness in every area of your life. And you have had a lot of experience. You've met a lot of people, been around the world. What makes someone's life happy? So I think the more that you can do for others uh, makes you feel good. Uh, we are here to change the world for a better place. And I think that people's well-being and um, feeling and organization and understanding who they are is fed by making people better, making people happier, giving them a little extra that nobody else gave them. Um, how can we do something for someone else? It's not really about us. It's about them. And I think that it just makes you feel like you've done some good. Like when you get kids in and, you know, they're failing, they feel bad about themselves and you turn them into straight A students. I mean, that feels so great. And it's so nice when you come in on Monday and every patient you see, something got better in their life. And uh, it's, I call it a high. It's, it's a great <laughs> high. Making them, and then you know, they feel good. They're happier. Uh, they have more time, like I said, fun friends and family. You know, if you don't have time for that, you're not a happy person. And getting your vision right allows you to be able to be a happier person. 
Yes, it does. Well, Dr. Montecavo, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I appreciate the invitation. Yes, and just all your gifts. And um, everyone, please go get that book and, and learn from it and improve your life. Thank you. Any last words of advice before we finish today? Oh, gosh. Um, well, you know, this is the year of vision. It's 2020. And I know we've been through a little bit of a rough spell right at the moment. But don't let all of what's going on have you neglect your eyes. Because your vision and your eyes are so important. I listened to a little message recently. And they were offering people money for their eyes. And they said, how much money would you take for your eyes? And they're like, what do you mean? You want to buy my eyes? Yeah. How much money would you take? Well, I, I don't want to give you my eyes. Says, would you take a million dollars? Would you take $2 million? Would you take $5 million? Most people wouldn't take that. Some said, well, I could do a lot of good with $5 million. I said, yes, but the message is, if you won't take a million dollars for your eyes, why won't you spend $100 on an eye exam to make sure your eyes are healthy and your vision is good? Because your eyes are the one thing you can use in later in life when nothing else works well. You can read, and that reading takes you anywhere. So have an eye exam. The year of 2020, we're trying to get everybody to have a really good, high-quality eye exam. In my book, it shows you what that is. And you can get that and take it to the doctor and say, are you checking all of these areas? And, and they'll say yes or no. And you want the best eye exam possible. So you can do anything you want and achieve your goals. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Yes. And we'll talk to everyone soon. Good. Thank you. Take care, Dr. Leonard, Leonard Kimberly Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.